You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast with your host Eric Sagala, Bruno Armas, and Louis Sagala. Well, here we are, another episode of the Elevated Sports Podcast, and here we come just uh, just a day after another humiliating loss for the Denver Broncos. We are at officially the lowest point imaginable, and right now, the shocking, the shocking thing is, is that the Denver Broncos are probably going to have a worse record than they did last year, and that's just, that's just really sad. Last week, I said that I don't think the Broncos were going to beat the Carolina Panthers. And frankly, I was not surprised to see the score. Uh, What I was surprised to see was finally somebody, you know, with some emotion regarding the team. And uh, Mike Purcell pulling out the good old Apollo Creed on Russell Wilson on the sideline. I don't know if you had seen it. But, uh, yeah, he came out on the field or he was walking off the field. And uh, Russell Wilson was on the sidelines and, you know, he was just kind of shaking his head as he was walking towards the sideline and basically right, right in front of Nathaniel Hackett. Well, it was like right behind him, but regardless, he was right there in the vicinity and didn't really do anything, didn't really react to it, just completely oblivious to the fact that it even happened. But uh, yeah, he had some choice of words and uh, obviously both Russell Wilson and uh, Mike Purcell downplayed it basically saying oh we're all on the same page you know we're just frustrated we're just trying to get a spark going but uh to me it looked more like Just a very sad, disappointing loss. Broncos lose again to the Carolina Panthers, 23-10. to 10. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the most talked about thing that has gone viral has been Mike Purcell uh, flipping out on Nathaniel Hackett. And, uh, of course, Russell Wilson's reaction to it didn't seem to be uh, that worrisome, you know, and just this just seemed like, you know, it was just like, the hell's wrong with you, Russell? Get in the end zone. What the fuck? And his, eh, you know, next week, man next week there is no next week basically (laughs) um and then yeah nathaniel hackett Hackett just pretends not to exist and uh i I just don't understand how the hell this man still has a job everybody is calling for it fire hackett fire hackett now people are saying bench wilson listen benching wilson's not gonna fix anything because um obviously ripping is not the the answer and uh, what, what are you going to do if, if Rippon doesn't work out? Are you going to throw uh, Kendall Hitton back in quarterback? Yeah, right. Um, so another disappointing loss for the Denver Broncos. Um, it's just, I just, I don't know where this team would have been if, you know, Javante Williams would stay healthy, if the whole offensive line would stay healthy because Russell Wilson doesn't have, um, you know, any sort of talent on the offensive line that is basically helping him out. Maybe Reisner's out there, but Reisner is definitely not playing at the level as uh, he had in his rookie year. And uh, I don't know. It's just disappointing, man, just just to go through this year after year for the past seven years, you know, since Peyton Manning had 
won his last Super Bowl. And even then, with his last year in Denver, I mean, our offense had not been even spectacular, even worth worth talking about. So here we are, another loss. And the next game, Baltimore Ravens, pff, forget about it. That's going to be a blowout and a half. Um, what else we got going on other than the Denver Broncos depressing loss, you know, back to the Denver Donkey Show. Um, well, we got the World Cup going on. And Iran versus USA. U.S., the United States, needs a victory. That's going to happen on Tuesday, 12 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. For everybody else who needs to do the math, you can do it yourself. Um, and entering this game, there has been controversy surrounding it because the United States social media post posted the matchup, but put the Iranian flag without their Islamic symbol in the middle of it. Now that has uh, basically caused a lot of uproar and people are in Iran are basically saying, you know, that they uh, disrespected their country and that they deserve to be banned from the FIFA World Cup. Um, and let's pump our brakes now because there's a lot of controversy regarding Iran. Um, if you don't know, you know, watch the news. Look up, you know, what's going on around in the world. Don't be so sheltered just to the simple things in this world because there's a lot of crazy things that are going on. And some of it, I don't know 100% if it's true, but if it is, I mean, it's just horrendous what's going on in Iran. Um, so... U.S. needs to pull out the victory there. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy going on. It'd be fun to see if the United States can really pull through. And, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for Christian Pulisic to really mature into a superstar for United States. So, I'm hoping so. Nah, I'm not really holding my breath because, you know, obviously, I've said it before. Soccer, um, football, you know, it's not America's game. Um, obviously, it's football. American football so and baseball but even then baseball is starting to become more and now basketball is just considered a world sport because the last uh, four MVPs have been um, people who were born out of this country obviously the Greek freak Giannis and uh, the Serbian nightmare Nikola Jokic so I'm hoping USA can pull out the victory um I might cut my sleep short because I work overnights and I'll, I might have to catch that one just to see. I don't want to wake up to, you know, U.S. losing 2-0. So, I'll have to watch that one. Support my team. And then, um, God, in the NFL, it's been a fun, fun week. Let's talk about it. Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns stunned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime. Thanks to, first of all, to tie the game, a crazy one-handed catch touchdown um, to Den or by David Njoku. Um, just a beautiful pass that he was just able to reel in, and uh, it was just amazing. So, And then, of course, you know, you know, Tom Brady can't do anything in overtime, and he just looks like he struggles. And on third and seven, he gets sacked, and uh, they have to punt it away, and Cleveland gets all the way down to the goal line, and... Uh, you get a nice run up the middle for uh, Nick Chubb to get the win. So congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. Next week, they will be getting their top quarterback, Deshaun Watson. However, I felt like Jacoby Brissett had done a really good job for that team. And 
you know, Deshaun Watson, I mean, if he doesn't pan out because he has not played in a year and a half, basically, then you might just have to stick with Brissett to save your season. I don't think that bringing, you know, Deshaun Watson and all the controversy, I mean, I, I can only imagine what that first uh, post-game interview is going to be like. Um, obviously, they're probably going to be asking him a lot of questions um, regarding the, you know, cases that are basically surrounding him at this moment. Um, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm really rooting on the Texans to get their second win of the season against the Cleveland Browns. Um, and I just hope that Deshaun Watson doesn't show up. Because I ain't about that. Anyways, um, other news in this uh, crazy football world. USC is now ranked in the top four. And they will play number 14 Utah in the Pac-12 championship. Utah is the only team to beat USC in the regular season. And uh, pulled out the victory by one point. So we'll see how this rematch goes. I only imagine that USC is going to pull it out. They're going to stay in the top four. And they will make it to the college football playoffs that's exciting because i haven't seen usc basically contend for a championship since um one of the first years that i had really gotten into college football and that was the 06 season 05 06 during the uh well it was the 2006 rose bowl that's what i know and uh that was a year of reggie bush you know they also had lindale white um steve smith was one of their wide receivers and they also had uh, Matt Leiner, who turned out to be one of the biggest disappointments in the NFL. Same with Vince Young. Um, however, they played one of the greatest games of all time in that 2006 Rose Bowl. So, for them to actually compete, and you know, with what Caleb Williams is doing, you know, the disrespect on the on this potential Heisman winner. I mean, this dude, he he he's got it all, man. Um, it was fun watching him and then him scrambling in uh, the last game. That that was uh, really exciting against Notre Dame. So I'm really rooting on USC. I hope they pull it out the victory. But you know what? They got They might have to go through Michigan. And uh, Michigan, they really put their big boy, big boy pants on um, going up against Ohio State. A lot of people didn't think that they had it in them to uh, really, you know, pull out that victory. I think there was only one player or one. Uh, analyst who basically had chosen them to win and it was charles woodson so you know a lot of people talk jim harbaugh can't win against ohio state they can't win uh, a big time college uh, college game and he he basically proved them wrong he basically shut them out so usc and michigan uh, i'm all for it so let's let's see what happens and in other news in the nfl trevor lawrence a lot of people are talking about he has emerged. He's that guy. Um, he pulled out of a gutsy comeback performance against the Ravens. The Ravens. They put, you know, a potential, well, I guess they are looking like a for sure playoff team. Um, and then, of course, they had uh, Justin Tucker go out there and try and win the game with a 67-yard field goal. I mean, how many times do you think that's going to happen? And why is it always 66 yards? Why is it in a massive amount uh it's such a long kick for him to try like what's wrong with uh jackson he he can't get any he, lamar jackson can't get more yardage for his kicker 67 yards that's like what the other one was 65 66 i don't remember how long it was but can't just expect him to do it i mean i, I understand he is considered one of the best kickers of all time um and, he, and he's proven it but come on 67 yards that's that's reaching for a lot so um 
good for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was a huge win for them. A very big confidence victory for Trevor Lawrence. Um, he definitely looked like that dude, man. Uh, can't wait to see more of him. Also, ugh, can't. I don't really want to talk about this, but the Raiders, second week in a row, have another walk-off victory in overtime. This time, it wasn't their wide receiver, Devontae Parker. Devontae Adams, excuse me. It was Josh Jacobs, a superstar running back, and in overtime, he goes for 86 yards to the house. And, um, you know, the Raiders ain't completely dead yet now after that victory and the victory against the Broncos last week. So, um, hate talking about the Raiders, so I'll just quickly, you know, good job, Josh Jacobs. Great run, great play. It was a good game overall. Um, It was very entertaining. It was very high scoring. So... But the Raiders ended up pulling out the victory on uh, the Seahawks, who were considered a potential playoff team. Now they're on the outside looking in because the entire NFC East is currently, you know, if the playoffs were to end right now, the entire NFC East would be in the playoffs right now. And that, that's, that would be the first time that's ever happened in NFL history. So kind of rooting on it for it to happen. That'd be cool. Um, hell, even if it was the AFC East. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but the Bengals, they pull out a hard-fought battle against Tennessee, 20-16. to 16. Um, They improved to 7-4. and four. And this basically is a, a personalized shout-out to Bruno Armas, who is my uh, co-star, or, yeah, co-host. I want to say co-star. Let's not say he's a star or anything, but <laughs> uh, he's the co-host, and he's basically on the... Uh, the thought process that the Bengals are washed and that they are in the downfall and that they're going to have a Super Bowl hangover, but that usually happens to the team that wins. But, you know, they're still in the playoffs. They're still in talks of uh, being one of the top teams right now after beating the Titans, who are obviously leading the NFC or the AFC South. So, big time win for the Bengals. They're not they're not, they ain't going anywhere. They're going to be competitive, and now that they're starting to get closer, they're going to possibly going to get um, Jamar Chase back. And once they get into that December football, that's when they start playing at their their highest level. So I'm excited to see if the Bengals can uh, really get far. And uh, it'd be interesting if they go to the playoffs and just start whooping ass. But uh, I'm all for the Bengals to uh, continue doing what they did last year. It'd be uh, impressive if they, you know, go back to the Super Bowl. There are only a few teams have rarely done that. I don't think I've only seen it in, like, the 70s, maybe the 90s. No, I think it was just the 70s. Because um, usually what we had seen in the teams that go to the Super Bowl, um, they win one and then they lose the next one. Or it's rarely that you see them lose a Super Bowl, then come back the next year and win it. I think the Dolphins was one of the last teams to do it. They lost in 71 and then came back in 72 and won. Um, and went undefeated, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, this is crazy because uh, another team that kind of seemed dead, I mean, they lost to the Broncos, the 49ers, just shut out the New Orleans Saints 13 to nothing. They improved to 7-4. and four. They're third in the NFC behind the Eagles and Vikings now. So that's impressive on their end. Um, obviously, they're going to get Eric Armstead back, um, and that defense is just plain bonkers right now they're playing out of their mind it's gonna be god i can't wait to see what the niners are gonna do uh 
I don't know, man. This I love this. Is why I love football is because it's just so up in the air. You never know what's gonna happen. There's always somebody who's gonna impress you one week, and uh, then there's gonna be like the surprise team. You know, it's this is why I love football. Um, I don't like Colorado football because, considering all the things that have gone on, especially this year, uh, CSU, CU, uh, and the Broncos, obviously, just some of the biggest disappointments this year. But um, CU, as I had mentioned in the last episode, you know, they may be looking up. You know, there had been rumors about, you know, Deion Sanders potentially coming to Colorado University to coach the team, um, which I think would be an awesome move. A lot of people here in the Colorado media seem to be uh, hung up on it. They're kind of split regarding that decision. I'm all for it, obviously. And... um, yeah, I think the name alone would just bring a lot of revenue. It would bring a lot of uh, potential uh, recruits to Colorado because uh, Deion Sanders does seem like the type of guy who's going to make his guys work. And uh, yeah, Colorado just needs something desperately to uh, turn this 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 program around because it's just it's pitiful to watch, man. I mean, they had to suffer another blowout loss to uh, I think it was Washington. I don't know. Utah, whoever it was, I don't care. It was 63 to 21 or something like that, but it's just been horrendous. So, um, but yeah, CU, they had offered Deion Sanders the to be the head coach. Um, nothing has been said as of yet. A lot of people don't think he's going to sign. So we'll see. Let's just wait and see. Um, other news, uh, you know, we were talking about the Eagles being the number one in the NFC. Speaking of them, they hold off the Packers 40 to 33 on Sunday night with Jordan Love um, relieving Aaron Rodgers, who injured his ribs. And uh, Rodgers, he had two first half interceptions. Um, they probably should have. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, but uh, the Eagles are the first team to get to 10 wins this season. So good for them they're continuing to do what they do they don't allow a team like the Packers to get red hot and uh come in and uh pull out the victory on them so I'm glad that they were able to do that and uh the Eagles man I just I don't know who can potentially beat them I feel like their day is going to come in the playoffs and I'd hate to see that happen because I would love to see them go all the way like for real my ideal Super Bowl this year Currently, with the way things are, I would love to see the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I would love to see the Bills too, but you know, it, the Bills have got to go on their revenge tour. They got to beat the the Jets. They got to beat the Dolphins, and then I'll start believing that the it's the Bills season. So, until that happens, I'm kind of holding off on them. I'm just kind of saying who I'm hopeful for. Um, but yeah, um, and then the Rams have no answer for the Chiefs. Uh, they fall 25-10. That was just, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't no 2000, what was it, 2018 matchup where it was like 52 to 40-something. Um, that was an incredible game. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch it. And then uh, we had the Chargers sneak past the Cardinals 25-24. Herbert pulls off the comeback with a two-point conversion after scoring the touchdown with 15 seconds left herbert is you know this is the type of game that that proves that he is one of the top quarterbacks however i'm always you know pumping my brakes on a guy like justin herbert who is only his third year in the nfl definitely had some struggles this has been a disappointing season considering what the potential or what you know a lot of people have talked about 
regarding the Chargers. You know, they, they had basically put them up on the pedestal and said, this is one of the top teams in the AFC, and they thought it was just going to be them and the Chiefs just battling it out. But it's not the case. So this win right here against the Cardinals, but then again, it was against the Cardinals. The Cardinals who, uh, man, are struggling, and this new contract for Kyler Murray is not working out for them. Uh, maybe should have kept that film part in because I feel like Kyler Murray uses that time um, that he's, oh, well, they wanted me to w- watch film. I think I'm just going to play some Call of Duty. <laughs> um, which is hilarious because they have been saying that Kyler Murray has yet to win a game since the release of the new Call of Duty game. So, oh, well. Um, no tears for the Cardinals. I was really high up on them last year. If you listen to any of those past episodes that, uh, you know, I, I had predicted that they were going to be one of the top teams. Um, and they were for the longest time, but then I, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, the injury. And uh, at the beginning of this year, they lost him due to PED use. And yeah, well, it's whatever. And let's see what else happened. Uh, Washington. They stay in the playoff race after beating Atlanta 19-13. to um, And like I had mentioned, right now they are the final spot in the NFC side of things regarding the playoffs. So if it were to end today, both, or not both, but all of the AFC, or NFC East would be in it. Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and Commanders are all in it. Uh, Eagles, obviously, number one team. Um Damn, what a crazy division. And then, of course, the AFC side of things, AFC East side of things. Um, you know, you also have the Bills. You have the good old Jets, who are surprising everybody. And then the Dolphins, who have been just absolutely fun to watch. That is one of my favorite offenses to watch this year. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Tua's just getting down, man. Uh so good on the eastern side of things both for football it's it's been going great but uh for the jets let's talk about them no zach wilson no problem and i hope all of new york jets are listening all the fans i hope the team is listening mike white is your guy and i'm gonna go back and say zach wilson is indeed a bust or maybe not a bust but he's just not going to work out in your favor as they were able to beat the justin Fieldless bears 31 to 10 and robert Sala's defense is top notch so that's been one of the most impressive things new york jets they continue to roll even without their top quarterback mike white man over 300 yards three touchdowns this guy he's got it man he 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 knows what to do out there. And, uh, you know, he's even given his defense breaks because he's taking these long drives, you know, unlike Zach Wilson, who would just kind of go out there three and out and then maybe get a touchdown, but a quick touchdown. So it's very methodical. And the way the Jets are going, man, they're, they're a dangerous team. They were able to beat the Bills with, um, with Zach Wilson. So they were able to do that with Zach Wilson. I feel like Mike White isn't going to bring a whole new entity to that. And you could just see <laughs> Zach Wilson on the sideline just with his hood over his head, just looking like Anakin Skywalker, just pissed off. But what can you do? Uh, it's out of his hands right now. He could have played better. He could have taken more accountability after that loss. But, you know, tis what it is. Um, and I just hope the Patriots don't make it in the playoffs because they're also one of the teams there. 
But the Dolphins, you know, they continue to add their red hot season. They're stomping out the Texans 30 to 15, and they're now second in the AFC with an 8 3 overall record, currently number one in the AFC East. So let's go, Dolphins. Let's go, Finns. Um, Tua, uh, yeah, I'm just really hyped up on this dude. I think he deserves as many MVP talks as, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Herbert, or not Herbert, sorry, Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and um, even Josh Allen. So, he's definitely up there. He's probably more efficient regarding those all those other guys. So, been, inc- been crazy, man. I love, love, love the season of football for everybody except for the Broncos, of course. Because the Broncos are just one big disappointment this year. So let's go ahead and go into uh, the World Cup side of things. Um, We'll go into the standings right now because in the Group A, we got the Netherlands and Ecuador. They're leading that Group A with four points. Senegal is behind them with three. Ecuador is obviously the uh, first host city team to be kicked out or be basically eliminated from contention here. Um, they They failed to get one point. Group B, you got England. Number one with four points, Iran with three, USA with two. USA desperately needs to pull up the victory. Wales is the last in that group with one point. And uh, yeah, USA, they have yet to pull out a victory. Both England and Iran have victories. Um, USA just has two draws. So they need to pick it up. need to figure something out there. Group C, you have Poland leading that group considering Argentina's right behind them with Saudi Arabia three points each um, and then Mexico has uh, been one of the bigger disappointments this year they're only one point uh, one draw one loss so I have just it's disappointing to see the way Mexico is uh, approaching this World Cup um, group D you have France just <laughs> Just way out of you know reach for anybody. If you know Australia has three, they're behind them. But France has six points. Denmark and Tunisia are way at the bottom of that. Group E, you have Spain after having just one of the the big games against Costa Rica. Spain four points. They're leading Group E. Japan and Costa Rica are tied behind them with three, and then you got Germany with one. Germany who uh, I feel like is one of the bigger disappointments. Um, going into this, I had, I didn't I didn't really know who to, who to really root for. I just know that Germany had won uh, more recently, but it was like 2014 when they won. Group F, you have Croatia, Morocco, both leading Group F with four points. Belgium behind them with three, and then another big disappointment: Canada zero. You know, suffering two losses, and uh, we'll see how things pan out here. May get some more eliminations going on, and it might be Canada. Uh, Group G, you have Brazil, Switzerland. Uh, Brazil's leading with six points. And then you have Switzerland with three points. Um, Cameroon and Serbia. Bottom of that group with one each. So, and then the final group, Group H. Portugal, obviously. Cristiano Ronaldo. He, uh, his team's got six points. They're leading Group H. Ghana's behind them with three. And then Korea and Uruguay, all bottom of that with one each. So, 
it's gonna be interesting um ideally you know what would be awesome to see as if um both argentina and uh and Portugal are some of the final teams. Um, I'd be down for whoever. I know it's not going to be U.S., so <laughs> I've learned to accept that, and I'm okay with that. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. And, um, you know, we talked about the uh, the standings for the NBA, so I don't feel like we need to go into that too much. However, we do have uh, standings for... Because, yeah, nothing's really changed with the NBA since we last talked about it. But on the NHL side of things, you have in the Atlantic division, Boston Bruins are leading that uh, with 18 wins, 3 losses. Toronto Maple Leafs are right behind them with 13 wins, 5 losses. Detroit Lions... or Sorry, <laughs> Detroit Red Wings... Um, Surprisingly doing a good job so far this year. 11 wins, 5 losses. And then you got the Tampa Bay Lightning. 12 wins, 7 losses. I really hope that Detroit does so well that they end up playing the defending Stanley Cup champions and we can bring back this rivalry. Let's I'm down for it. Um, by the way, they have a really good documentary on ESPN regarding the Detroit Lions and the Colorado Avalanche called uh, Unrivaled. And uh, it's a really good documentary. It gives you the full insight of how that all started and uh, just the back and forth between those two great franchises. So considering that they're doing so good right now, I'm all for it. But, uh, you know, Avalanche, I feel like um, their biggest question mark has been the goalie this year. But I feel like they have a, a nice, um, you know, formula on how to, how to get that going for them because they pulled out some gutsy wins. and uh, But... Still struggle against that damn Las Vegas Golden Knights team. So, we'll see. The Metropolitan Metropolitan uh, Division, New Jersey Devils. New Jersey Devils are winning uh, that division. 18 wins, 4 losses. New York Islanders are right behind them. 15 wins, 8 losses. And the Carolina Hurricanes are third in that division. Uh, 11 wins, 6 losses. In the western side, we have the Central Dallas Stars, surprisingly, um, leading the division, but they're kind of right there with both Winnipeg, who does have 13 wins, six losses, and the Colorado Avalanche, who have 12 wins, six losses. So they're, those three teams are definitely the top of the Central Division, and I imagine that the Colorado Avalanche, considering the talent that they have on this team, are going to end up finishing number one overall. And then, of course, you have the Pacific Vegas Golden Knights. You know, they they rebound after their, um, some of their struggles of last year. They're currently leading 16 wins, six losses. Seattle Kraken, uh, the newest of the franchises, um, finally getting in on um, some, some respect in the NHL. They're second in the Pacific, 13 wins, five losses. And then you have the Los Angeles Kings right behind them, 12 wins nine losses i'm not gonna go too much into the other teams that are uh not showing up quite yet so um nhl it's in full swing Let's see how things go same with the uh the nba and and luckily for you know colorado sports fans um obviously you know this has been one of the biggest disappointments in in our sports history for the Denver broncos to just basically suck it up you know everybody had said everybody oh my god we're just one good quarterback away from no we're not we need 
help all over the field. We need help on defense. We need help on the offensive line. We need better play calling. We need because even with Clint Kubiak, I don't see that much of a difference. So um, I feel like <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett probably should have made that decision a long time ago at the start of the season. Yo, uh, I'm not going to call plays. We're going to have somebody else call the plays. So um, I don't know why Justin Outen is not calling the plays since he is the offensive coordinator, but whatever it is what it is. Um, now we have the updated college football playoff rankings um before we go into the championship week um you have number one georgia number two michigan which wow i'm just all about michigan this year um obviously georgia is going to be the defending champion they're the favored uh we'll see who who can potentially you know kick him out of this but then you also have number three tcu and number four us see so if it would if the playoffs were to go down right now it would be georgia versus usc and then michigan versus tcu and that would be some interesting matchups obviously michigan would just roll on to the championship but we'll see because they still got to go through a championship game there's still a championship week so these things could change but you have also have ohio state number five on the outside looking in alabama number six tennessee who uh after beating Alabama and beating some of these big teams, um, now they're they're out at seven. Penn State's at eight, Washington at nine, Clemson at ten. So that is currently what's going on here in the sports world. Um, I'm Eric Sagala. Thank you so much for listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast. We'll have another episode that will be released on Friday. And um, just make sure you guys stay healthy, stay safe. And always stay elevated. This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.